Welcome back to Not 97. This is Season 8, Episode 2, Part 2, featuring the one and only Topaz Jones. We're far from finished. We got four more songs to go through, plus Topaz introduces us to his own track, Who? Let's get into it. Thanks for listening. Well, I am going to the UK. I've got an artist, young artist, coming up called Narisha, or Narisha. This is a song, so she got picked as a part of a group of artists that was selected through this partnership that was like the Boiler Room and Adidas slash Abbey Road Recording Studio. Wow. And so they picked like a crop of artists, young artists, and allowed each of them to have like one week at Abbey Road Recording Studio to produce two tracks. And then they also like, I was reading about it, there's like this UK-based production house like production collective called house of noise and so they kind of like helped curate the list and helped do all the production for these tracks and so narisha got picked and she recorded two tracks she recorded this one called i think it's called green tea and then she recorded this one that's called elegy and i was kind of going back and forth between the two they both similar energy but kind of like a, a subtly different and the one the green tea one she did like a kind of Boiler Room live session for it. So it's on YouTube. But honestly, like, when I kept running them back, this was the one that kept sticking with me. And I really wanted to give it a little bit of shine. So we'll talk about it after. This is Elegy by Narisha.
There you go. Narisha Elegy. Recorded at Abbey Road Studios. It's dope. Crazy. That's kind of nuts. Yeah. For a young artist to like get picked and then just get to pull up to Abbey Road, have a production team, and record whatever she wants. Yeah, she definitely took advantage of the opportunity and did something nice with it. Yeah, she sees the moment. She got the strings in there, you know. The strings were, oof, it was lush. Crazy, yeah. The production went crazy. Almost reminded me of, like, her vocal is more, like, sharp and cutting, but, like, the musicians behind her, it felt very, like, Anita Baker almost. Mm. That's it. Yo, I mean, I was going to say, if my son hear this, he better know he cleaning up. <laughs> that's hard especially when you in that classic like again it's in a looser way but like you know acting like where you're from when you in those historic spaces you gotta make historic music that's one of them type of songs where it's obviously timeless like mm-hmm. you can just run you know nobody needs to know who the artist is obviously it's better than we do but like any your great grandma can hear that and be like oh that's a nice one <laughs> yeah. Yo, you know my grandma was listening to not. My mom, exactly. my mom sent my grandma some links. She was like, "I'm fucking with this." I was like, "Okay." Exactly. So, if my grandma's listening, she might fuck with that song. She definitely, exactly. she definitely will. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for her. I mean, I, I think I had a song of hers that I saved months ago. And and then this is kind of another, like we were talking about last week, how we've been, you know, off season for like a year. So I have artists that I've saved over the last year that I've been excited about that I haven't been able to play. And Narisha is definitely one of them. Like I had a song of hers saved months ago and then kind of went back through my list, found her again, and then saw these two songs that she did with like Boiler Room, Adidas, Abbey Road Studios. And this is the one I kept coming back to. And yeah, like the the strings, the orchestra, mm-hmm. the melodies, like the songwriting is all super impressive, super advanced for like a young artist. And the confidence, like she's coming yeah. in with a ton of confidence. How old is she? She's young. Like I, I think she... I think she graduates college this year. Wow. wow. That's crazy. Jesus. That's nuts. Yeah. That's a lot of talent. Yeah, she's young. You can and you can watch like on the Boiler Room YouTube. You can watch the performance of Green Tea. This one didn't have a performance, but I and I always feel like when that shit happens, like when there's a A side, B side or something. I always end up picking the B-side. You know, like if they they did a live mm-hmm. session for Green Tea and I'm like, I actually fuck with L.A.G. Mm-hmm. But yeah, both of them are beautiful songs. Definitely worth checking out. You're next. Okay. Throwing an audible. Yeah. This is like, you're like one, last guest to throw audible at us was uh, when Timotep. we had Timotep on. But it's funny because like I was saying earlier, like when we have these songs on the show, we share a track list amongst us and then we're getting your first impression. But now you throw Audible, so now it's our first impression. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I mean, first of all, I had such a hard time, like, whittling it down to, to just a couple songs this week, man. He was texting me. He's like, all right, you got your songs yet? You got your songs yet? And I did not have them because I'm the type, like, I'll still be thinking of shit right now, which is kind of what happened. But, yeah, so this next guy, he he goes by the name of Quadri. He's out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
Um, trying to remember how I found out about him first. There's this dude, Brock, just like legendary music A&R. Like if you know the line from the Kendrick song, like Brock wearing sandals off of DNA, like that's about him. And I remember like he was working with him and he had posted some stuff about the album before this one. So I had tapped in with him then and he put out a project sort of like, in, I, I don't know if it was the same day, but like in close proximity to when my album came out. And same thing as Marco, where I sort of like, I kind of like was settling into it, catching the vibe. And I was like, oh no, nah, like this this kid really got something and he's another person with that tone you know i'm a sucker for southern voices people who have that like draw where it feels like you know you just know that their their grandmother cook amazing grits <laughs> uh and he has that <laughs> and uh this song you know it's like it's like a situation ship kind of jam and like you know i just enjoy the way he paints pictures man so this is uh quadri and it's called in your city off the album they think we ghetto
Hey. So I do. I, I guess before we get into the song, I do want to know why. What made you sitting here listening to the tracks before say, "Hey, the song I picked before, let me go with In Your City." It wasn't that deep, to be honest. <laughs> it was just sort of like the other one I had picked was like a rapidy rap song, and I was like, I don't want to give niggas two rapidy rap songs because I love bars, but I also like people who can do different things. Yeah. And y'all were putting a lot of different things on the table, and I was like, you know, like let me go with a different song from the project. Also, the other one had two features on it, so this one gets allows him as an artist to kind of shine a little more. So I wanted to give him that space because. You know, he has like a, he has a tone and a perspective to what he's doing. And I think this like kind of showcases that more, even though it's maybe not the more lyrical flashy joint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Matt, it's funny because to me, I, again, like I said, North Carolina being my second home, like it's kind of like this sound is underrated, but this to me it sounds like uh, how, how Mavi and those guys and like, um, like Mike and those guys have used the loop culture in New York to make it sound like gritty New York shit. This is almost like gritty South shit to me, almost. Like, that's how I get the vibe. Like, it gives me this same bounce, like, as if I'm just, like, effortlessly making a song. And this is, like, a classic, like, Southern bounce. I don't know how else to explain it. It's, a, mm -hmm. it's again, kind of, like, on the Texas shit. But in his own way. This is the, uh, I mean, you said it before, the sound like where you're from. Right. And not exactly. Fully embracing it, like fully embracing it in terms of even just like the gritty vocal, like all of it, the whole texture of the song is like, I'm sure intentional, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you, you have to like... Uh, take that into account like why does it sound like that and it's like oh this is because he's like from the south and this is what the music he probably grew up on or started making sounded like and then adding those pockets and those melodies in there yeah turning it up yeah and it's like i fuck with the fact that like i obviously what you're saying like we listen to the project he can get into his rap bag he can get into his bars bag but I oftentimes like when artists like that can like take a step back and kind of just be a little more smooth, a little more playful, because he's pretty playful on here. Like the little chorus is playful, he's bouncy. Like like the the track is like I remember Rashad what you said earlier, like the southern like car music where you're riding out to it, mm. which I fuck with. But I think what is cool about this is that like there is that like beat that's fairly low key. You know, just kind of like a subtle beat that keeps it all the way through, but it really does bounce with it. Like you're listening to it and you're bobbing your head and you're like going with it. Mm. Yeah. My, what I like the most about this track is just like the, I like just imagine the whole thing in my head. Very visual. Yeah. yeah. Like it was like, I felt like I was, you know, like when you're reading a book and you're kind of just like so in it that you're just like start really seeing the picture in your head mm -hmm. that is what i felt from the song like from start to finish yeah. it felt like i was like in it like in a movie yeah in his world 
Yeah, and I obviously didn't have a chance to like re-listen to it when I called that audible. So yeah. I was like, do I really want to change this song to this one? And then listening back, I'm like, yo, I don't even really like the beat is great, but it doesn't change much. It really just allows him the space to paint these pictures and to put mm -hmm. these scenes. And it's like so, it's almost like an Andre thing. Like this, like, he has the that line where it's like, uh, pull up to the drive through, you offer to pay. I guess that was my cue. Girl, put that away. <laughs> it's like so relatable. It's so hyper realistic mm -hmm. that you just like you feel like you're in the back seat of that car with them at mcdonald's you yeah. know it's like and I, I love when when artists are able to take me to a place that way i think because of that this is another like run it back type track yeah, yeah. it's like we need to For run sure. it back and, and really you know see the whole story but i think like that's honestly why i fuck with because that beat doesn't really change that much mm. but the way he's flowing on it continues to yeah. like add en energy to it and so like throughout it you're still you never get bored there you're still like fully in it even if the like instrumentation isn't changing facts bro the power of simplicity bro yeah that's i mean that's what it's about it really when you store the feeling yeah <laughs> <laughs> 2022 restoring the feeling <laughs> it's gonna be a counter. It's gonna be a, uh, and they're gonna be in the comments, bro, saying how many times had they said restore the feeling this episode. This is well. Last oh. week, Mike made a few T-shirts off of last week Rashad, Rashad sound bites, and, and Mike can't hear you right now, but but we definitely need the restoring the feeling T-shirt. Shout out, shout out to Big Mike. You know what I mean? <laughs> Doing it big, blonde style, loving it. Loving it. Shout out to Mike, man. We always got to shout out the team sometimes. Y'all don't see Mike, but he deserves his flowers. But you can't hear him, but he says, shout out to Mike doing a big blonde style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And also, back to what Rashad said about sounding like where you from, he got that line in the song where he's like, you still pride of where you from. And he repeats it mad times, and it's like, it's so simple, but... There's there's like a, a novel underneath that one line, and I love lyrics like that. Like that's the the best writing. Yeah, especially you say he's from Baton Rouge. Yeah, like yeah, that's hard. He hard. I feel like there's <laughs> only 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 in the last couple of years there's been like a crop of young artists coming up from Louisiana that a lot of people are paying attention to. Um, but I mean, you don't hear that much of it creep up here creep up right. to new york mm -hmm. um and so i appreciate i mean i this might be the first artist we've ever played from baton rouge or not like i don't even remember Back. artists right yeah Back. i can't think nah, of that's any. that's probably that's probably true bro and it's hey, you know what and that's kind of even going into what i was saying before sometimes it's hard to articulate why shit be so fire like <laughs> so, so it's like I can't I don't even want to put the effort in sometimes because it, again like I said it's the power of simplicity sometimes that it's it's so just potent in just how simple it is and just yeah. the references mm -hmm. that they make it Rashad where are you taking us oh shit we going to the UK not London not London but we definitely in the UK for sure um and we got some something good for your mental health, you know. Since <laughs> I, med I, I meditated on the last episode. Yeah, he, he did. So now, Shit. I, I, I'm doing double down. I'm gonna double down for y'all mental health. But um, 
that was a long ass intro. I never do that. So for here's real, any <laughs> here's anyone the wanderer with no dive. Been told that anytime it's no time. I see the way it goes with closed eyes. I flip the coin and lands on both sides. Where are my choices and I know.
Yeah, man. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's my favorite so far. Hey. <laughs> the feeling yeah. has been fully restored. Right. That was, yeah, Rochelle. <laughs> that, that meditation, like, paid off for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rashad, what, what can you tell us? Cool for y'all, man. Um, <laughs> you me? Um, so, anyone, so it took me a while to even figure out how to say that for one. So, shout out to my boy. Anyone, the Wanderer, he is from um, not London, a place called Wolverhampton. Never heard of this place. Hard. It's more like. <laughs> hard, super hard place to be from. Um, Wolverhampton. And it's like Wolverhampton, UK. Nice. Um, it's like central, like born and raised. Also, um, I, could, I couldn't find a few like from like the Caribbean originally, but me personally being from like Jersey and those areas, like I'm just based off the tone, I'm sure he has to have some Caribbean ties and just don't know where exactly. So I don't want to put them in a in a hole. But um, yeah, man, like that was just like one of those things where I was just reading up on them. This particular project is like a part of a project that was funded by like the Arts Council of England and like the DJ. One of the DJs from BBC Radio has like a compilation for don't, fine artists. And shit. Don't downplay Giles Peterson. I don't want to downplay Because he's a fucking legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to downplay it. But, yeah, so Giles, Giles has, like, a... Basically, like, a, a JV, and it's, it's funded by the government, which we always kind of talk on here. It's like, bro, in the UK, they have, like, all these wild, like, like music-funded, like, shit. They have an arts council. So, mad stuff you get paid for. So, like, this particular project... They got like a professional like studio and like all those big production things that like Matt was talking about, and then like all the artists based on how much it is, like guys in like this, the country of England don't get any revenue from it. So that was dope. And they had just a whole bunch of young artists on there, and I found a project, and I was like, I was really like trying to pick which which person to pick off of that shit, mm. and then. Um, yeah, I, I settled with this because he, he said his whole, like, whole vision was, like, making music to help mental health. Like, he had a whole, like, mental episode, and he, like, checked himself into a mental hospital and, like, did the whole thing. And that's just a black man that made that and then putting in his music and being in the middle of, like, some place I've never heard of in the U.K. and still making this shit. I'm like, yeah, bro, he's like... And you're fire, and he doesn't have many other songs. Like it's mainly just like this, this song, and like he's doing like live shit. So it, it's dope to find somebody new like this that's just out here making fire shit. Yeah, that shit was hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm honestly, I'm like at a loss for words <laughs> for this one. It was good. Like it was. It was really good. I love. Well, also. I don't want to get too deep into the name because it's like any, but it's kind of spelled anyone the wanderer, like W O N D E R, and I almost feel like it can be both. Like I don't even know how it, it's meant to be because I've seen it written as wanderer, but I feel like either one works. Like the wanderer or the wanderer, like whether he's wandering around or wandering, 
they both have very like deep creative you know what i mean it could be nah, a double meaning I, I can't tell you honestly we'll have to we're gonna have to fact check we gotta get yeah. to the fact check department we're gonna have to ask um, him but i nah. is the whole song like the whole that bass piece and that bass part like is just so so like powerful and that really is what pushes you through the whole song from the beginning to the end. And then obviously his vocal, like his, the like the the vocal is beautiful, the versatility, the vocal control. Because mm. he he starts coming and singing, and then you don't even realize he's gonna start. Yeah, spitting. Yeah. To speak to the vocal control, I really appreciate like that first opening rap verse he has. He does this thing where he kind of like speeds into it and then slows down. He's playing of like kind of easing on and off the gas. And I was, just, it was very like masterful the way he handled that, you know. And the whole track just like never stops evolving. It's always going somewhere new. And I just had to like surrender to that. I'm like, all right, we on a ride. Yeah, it's a journey. The whole, and I like that visual of like going on and off the gas. Because I, I feel that I didn't, I I don't think I had the words for that, but that's like what it is. Where it's like, nah, you know, and that's what's funny, and that's why I say I don't want to. It's not necessarily reggae, but like artists in particular are are better at doing that. I don't even know what it's called, but like even certain inflections and like the pace that y'all talk about, that's where I kind of got that tone. Where it's like, okay, yeah. like, this is like. I'm not necessarily dance hall. Like you have like some sort of Caribbean background because that's that's how they make music as well, and it's tied in there. So like, yeah, that's that's crazy that you say that. I mean, well, that's like, and I know we try not to make comparisons, but when he first came in, he played Obang Jayar, mm. and that's like that UK. Maybe it's not Caribbean, but that UK African fusion um, where it's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different cultures that are going on in the UK and a lot of them come together with musical influence. And yeah, I mean, he's hitting those flows for sure. And even if he's not Caribbean, like there's so much West Indian influence in all music in the UK and music period, right? You know, like everything that's going on right now has a little bit of that energy. So influence is like, uh, you know, influenced by osmosis or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not facts. I I could definitely open it up to the West Indian family in general. Just just in case. You never know. You never know. So I don't want to be disrespectful. He's going to see us and be like, nah, fuck that. (laughs) So you're right. West Indian family. Big up. And it's also cool the fact that he made this project like out of like a healing process for himself. Like you saying like him check like facility and like doing the work and then putting that work into this music like you can feel that yeah not for sure like you can feel like when people make healing music you can feel it Rashad said it it's the meditation nah facts I've been I've been you know I've been trying to be conscious as we come out of this crazy time it's like some people just just need well one thing about it is like sometimes music just needs to help you and I got a baby bro so I, like I said last time when you got a one year old sometimes and you just need to hear some shit you can't play it so crazy like you cannot play you cannot play finito at this moment right like, <laughs> your baby not trying to hear Fabio right now yeah like <laughs> <laughs> no shade <laughs> 
Show Rain doesn't no like K-pop Donda too? I would have thought lie. Rain would be listening to like Future or something. Rain all, nah, already heard Future. Rain, yeah, nah, Rain does like Future. He is a big auto-tune <laughs> fan. I'm like... I'm not gonna lie. One Out the womb, he was listening to Future. On it, bro. He focused Future and the. Oh my god. Nah, but I think we're storing the feeling that what you were saying about grandmas, it's it's it got a hit for grandmas and one year old babies. If it can hit across that spectrum, you're good. You're good. Nah. For sure, and you making like like Dennis has said, bro. I think everybody kind of deal with some type of mental health on the spectrum as well. So it's like if you able to just like make music that's relatable to people like that, and it, and if you don't even know, that's the thing with reggae or like Bob Marley and those. Not even just as they say, like it should hit regardless of what like what room it's in. Like it's the melody that you really fall in love with. Um, word. Also, before we get off this song, let let me give it up one time for that horn. True. Oh, I didn't even. Matt, thank you. You feel me? Thank you for bringing that up. Because you know I'm a big brass fan, bro. I'm a big brass fan. And me and Matt, me and not even Matt, me and Mike had a moment off camera last week about the trumpet. So I, I found a track. With the trumpet, that little—I don't know if Mike can hear the song, but when he go hear the song, tell him it's a trumpet at the fucking end, bro. For him, for the Boy Scouts. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike Rashad just said, Rashad just said that the trumpet at the end of that song was for you and the Boy Scouts. <laughs> Not a bugle as a trumpet. It wasn't a bugle. It wasn't a bugle. What? Because we know Rashad was nice in the Boy Scouts too. So connection there. Oh damn! I wasn't. Um, shout out to Montclair. I was in South Orange. South Orange oh, Boy wow. Scouts. You feel me? We was right. I was right there. I was right there. Shout bro. out South Orange. <laughs> Mapso. Do you feel me? Nah, for real. Any song that has a horn outro um, or any horn element, I appreciate very deeply. So, thank you, Rashad, for bringing us that song. Plus. Genesis. And then, uh, all right. I kind of have a little story about this because I totally forgot about this project that I'm about to, or like the song that I'm about to play. But I was having, I was listening to a conversation. So obviously, I'm a publicist, and I was setting up an interview with an artist, and I was like, the artist and the interviewer, they were having this really great conversation about just like that. And mm. it was two female artists and the interviewer. And they were talking about their relationships with their mothers and the trauma that passes on from like family and family and how it's like up to us to cut that trauma or just heal from that trauma. And I was listening to the interview and I was literally like, they had a really long conversation. I was listening to the whole thing and I was crying because I was like, wow, like I'm, it's really resonating with me. And I started thinking about this artist, Yaya, and this song called The Root of a Thing. And what's crazy 
is I'm thinking about the song and then the interviewer is like, you know what's crazy? I had the same conversation last week with this artist. Her name is Yaya Bay. Wow. And I was like, crazy. I have to play the song. So yeah, this is The Root of a Thing by Yaya Bay. My mama was a baby when she had me. Went to the sky. And sometimes you could see it in the eyes. And sometimes you could smell it on the breath. Sometimes she get to talking with her chest. Cause sometimes the world don't do you right. The love don't hold you tight. The home ain't there at night. I guess that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. See how you fucked up, believing that your luck's up My mama left at three months, took 30 years to trust her Took 30 years to muster, the empathy, the wonder The ways the world had fucked up Took 30 years to love her shit Surely, surely, I'm my mama's child Cause surely, surely, I'm out here running wild And damn my nigga, you just won't settle down Guess what goes around comes right back around And damn, I feel it now This is the first track off of her EP. It's called The Things I Can't Take With Me. And it's, yeah. I, I just remember, like, when I first heard this song, I it just instantly made me cry. Because I think, like, as, like, you grow older, you start to analyze the relationships mm-hmm. and, like, what like how their trauma and how if they never actually healed from that trauma it really passes on to you and i think like especially for i think people like our age right now we're really 
into healing and processing that instead of continuing to pass that down. Like we're always talking about how, you know, we want to heal from something and we don't want to pass this on to our kids. Mm -hmm. And like, it just, that's, I remember like just even last week when I was listening to that conversation between that artist and the, and the interviewer, and I was just listening to their take of their maternal relationships or their paternal relationships. And like, I'm just like, wow, like we're all going through this collectively. Like, even though like, obviously we all have different parents and, you know, I'm very thankful for like my upbringing and like the way my mom raised me. But you also look at it and you're like, damn, like there are things that you didn't know better and now I'm dealing with it and I have to learn to either process this or just continue the trauma, you know? Perpetuate it. Yeah. And yeah, that's what this song just kind of like reminded me of. And yeah. And she produced this entire thing, which is also crazy. She produced that entire EP and um yeah i think she's amazing i agree okay you can't fake what she's doing there it's so vulnerable it's so honest and cutting and it's like like i love how how bare it is you know she mm-hmm. just like really gave you pure truth and then when you are privileged yeah. enough to interact with that it makes you feel like i had to stop and like from moment one i was locked in i was like oh this is same way you're saying it's like making me like consider all these things I haven't thought about or don't think about on on the regular and I I Mm -hmm. love that music can take you to that place you know and I really respect someone willing to put themselves out there in that way because I'm sure it was hard for her to make that yeah yeah I'm also really happy you played it because she's someone that I have like she lives in Brooklyn and I was put on to her actually through a friend like a dog park friend no that, way. Yeah, that was like, and he's like an actor, so he's like kind of tapped into the creative scene. And he once he knew I like that we do down ninety seven and 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 new shit. And he was like, "Yo, you know Yaya Bay," and I was like, "Nah, bro, put me on." And then I kind of like started tapping in with her work, but I hadn't heard this one before. Uh, and so when you picked it, I was like, "Oh shit, this is like is deep, mm. is deep." And it like kind of like sit back and like take a deep breath and let it like, you know, wash over you. Yeah. Nah, it's crazy because that get that goes to show you that if you make fast shit, if you make good music, it's gonna get to the same people's ears. Because I heard the shit, not this song. I heard her music. No crazy story. I don't have no beautiful story like you two guys. It definitely has no. I don't think my story. My story was not as beautiful as Genesis's. Yeah, yeah. Zero <laughs> dog park. Zero emotional attachment at all. But. I still ended up finding her music, but I had not heard this particular song. But, like, yeah, bro, like, exactly what all of y'all said. Like, this, for me, the fairness of it, like, that is, again, the simplicity of it without it being, like, a Southern song in the rap sense. The simplicity of it within the R&B sense has always kind of been where you've been able to be the most vulnerable. And this kind of reminds me of Again, 
you know, I'm always thinking about baby music. Baby music, um, because <laughs> when I when, when Rain was born, the first thing I played was Lauryn Hill for real. Like that this is what this reminds me of. Lauryn Hill, like super like her live stuff, like super like emotional, like super like bare, but you get everything you need out of that. And a lot of people have a most emotional response to that music. And um, last week we talked about the shirts off in the rain on the male side, but like on the on the spectrum on the other side, like I feel like this is kind of the R and B that we kind of need too. Like super emotional, completely just mm-hmm. all whole. Hopefully, she you know trailblazing. <laughs> Nah, she. I, I, you're right. It is, there is subtlety to it. There's a lot of like repetition in the instrumental as well, which like adds to that kind of meditative vibe to it. And also, like you know, what well, one also what I what I liked was that it's also a very bass driven song, which is like similar to what Rashad played and and what we played tonight. Like these like songs that have these like bass parts that just like bring you through. But also the way that her vocal switches up from being that kind of like spoken word where she's like kind of narrating almost and it just builds into this thing where like you know she's about to sing so you're just like waiting for that to hit Mm -hmm. because she's just like setting that whole scene for you and to me that really just like brings me closer you know I'm like she starts that kind of spoken word verse and you're just like yeah I'm waiting yeah I can't wait to listen to that song again yeah. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful sense of it. <laughs> we running it definitely, back all night. Definitely a definitely an album album run back. Definitely gotta go tap in and listen to the whole project. No problem. For sure. What's the project called? It's called The Things I Can't Take With Me. Mm. I feel like everything about it is very poetic. Mm-hmm. From the name of this song, the root of a thing. You know you you pull up, you pick up the shorty. Pull this on right here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's not where I thought he was taking it. <laughs> Fuck it, Rashad. You pull up with the shorty, you put on 997 8.2. Nah, not the whole 997 podcast. <laughs> 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 not the whole, not the whole episode. This EP, this EP. Oh Alright. We did it though. A songs up. A songs down. 997 season 8 episode 2 we started it off Rockland County with the man himself Marcus Charles the track Remember then Never Been plus Son of Sam out in Atlanta Marco Plus we had 915am Nino So Supremi is that how you do it is that how you pronounce it Nino So Supremi yeah Supremi it's like a whole it's so <laughs> 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 So supreme, but it's like a crew name. I'm not fully in support. We can get some, some like you know, advisory, creative consultant there. Okay. But we can go Nino, Nino. Right Nine fifteen a.m. by Nino. We have patience by Kenneth Cash, Elegy by Narisha out in the U.K. We went to Baton Rouge with Quadri in your city, and then nosedive. Anyone the Wanderer and ended it strong with the root of a thing by Yaya Bay. Topaz, thank Yo. you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your picks. Thank you for your knowledge. 
you yourself being an incredible artist who we love. Thank you. Would you like to introduce your own song? Sure. So before we leave, let, yeah, let us know about this song, where it fits in the album, and, and kind of how it came about a little bit. This is track nine on my album, I think, and it kind of like introduces the third act of the album. Uh, it features Maxo and Fonte, Ooh. Uh, which you know I felt was like just super dope to have them both on the same record. Uh, Fonte in particular, I was actually down in North Carolina working with my my friend uh, Jack Hellenbeck in Raleigh, and he lives down there. And he had told me, you know, if I was ever in there, give him a shout. So I hit him up, and I I didn't expect much out of it. And he pulled up on my homie's family home with uh, Bojangles, a bucket of Bojangles <laughs> chicken, and fed the whole family and stayed and listened to, you know, what were the sort of, like, rough mixes of what was becoming Don't Go Tell Your Mama. And he's been so supportive. He's been, like, you know, somewhat of a mentor. And he always told me if I needed anything, any you know, if I needed a verse, hit him. And sure enough, he came back and he murdered it. And, you know, his verse at the end of this, it kind of speaks to that idea of generational trauma. But from the parent's perspective, it's almost like he's talking to his son. So I think it's actually like a great segue from that song into this one. So this is Who by uh, me, Topaz Jones, featuring Max Infante. But I know the plea, find meaning in things Lost grasp myself held on for me Knowing defeat ain't foreign, it's lessons in these scripts If you told me to read, listen, I benefited When I seen lines to a game of wisdom Same nigga, jotting down thoughts in my folks' kitchen Knowing we gon' hear, been shown that God's gift Really grace in the way I walk, so my word is I'm gon' live Seen a snake sitting in the grass on purpose Posted with a smile on they face on purpose My eyes seek denial in they face When the devil is in the way Spread your wings uh. and fly In my will it should read Just leave it there in the dirt some mail to a meek, watch me inherit the earth The dream is a nightmare, we built America's worth I need a beamer in between a baby carriage and hearse I wrestle demons in my doubts, watch them crawl right back I made the rock raise a growl, get some fraud like that They sent over a contract to own all my tracks I twisted an L with it, then lit a fire to hell with it Insulting my intelligence, charts about my relevance Talking to my relatives, know my problems is relative No one's I'm in my element, it's no more Mr. Eloquent I'm addressing the elephant it's too much pride for the prejudice I'm just flesh on the skeleton I was blessed with some melanin Who am I to be special and viewed as some kind of specimen? Ladies and gentlemen, expats and residents Crack pushers and presidents Black beauty and excellence Who? Records with my lyrics on the inner sleeve until I got shouted out. Life in a crowded house, just trying to find some living room in a den of thieves. But now I stand a made man with no tanky maneuvers. 
come out the crib to get a bag, then it's back to the movement. I get caught up in the act of pursuing my own dreams. I don't care about what the fuck these crackers is doing. A child born into a permanent underclass full of misquotes and dish soaps for bubble baths. Black vigilance, black businesses understaffed, and the odds never add up because you have done the math. I'm living proof for making something out of something bad. So when my children grow, they ain't gotta run as fast. Some friendly words from a debated, underrated rapper, Tigolo, reminding you your favorite rapper's fucking trash. That's who I am. All that smoke in the pipe got you exhausted. Yeah. All that salt in the wound until it washes. All that calling the goons don't want to forfeit. All that blood in the ice turn off the